0: This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, let's turn over to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. And we're talking about better believing I just want to recap just a couple of uh, things. Um, chapter 6, verse 1 in the Amplified says, Therefore let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and doctrine of Christ the Messiah. We just sang a song and you could tell God was in it and God was on it of uh, uh, of moving forward. Amen? You know, move Movement is a measurement of life. Life moves. Dead things stay still, stay the same, uh, and decay. But but life is, is measured in movement. Amen. And God is moving, and we move with Him. I I, I found a secret this last year. Uh, how many of you know when the Lord just quotes a scripture over and over and over and over and over to you, that there's something He's wanting to get over to you? And if he keeps saying that, and you wonder why he's keep on saying that, it's because he's wanting us to see something that he's trying to show us. Amen. I learned a secret this next year because uh, uh, I always uh, thought, you know, that uh, there were uh, there were certain special people that, you know, I don't know how you qualified for that, um, but that only special people got to really... Um, you know enjoy the presence of the Lord uh, uh, have more of God than what I was experiencing but I found a secret and the Lord quoted the scripture to me and kept on quoting it till I began to see it it said draw near to God and he'll draw near to you and I said you mean it's up to me he said you can have as much or as little as you want I mean you know that's your own decision us believing is a decision, isn't it, right? Acting on the word of God, not just hearing it, but doing something with, he's, with what he's showing us. Doing the word. How does that apply to my life? Drawn near to God. Uh, well, that, that meant certain adjustments uh, uh, for my life. You know, there, and it may mean certain adjustments for your life. that turned your neighbor so you know change isn't easy. I like my stuff. I like my I like my chair. I like my cup. I like my spoon. I like my cup. You know, I mean change just isn't easy, is it? And and this and this dr- drawing near would, would mean if it's on me that I would have to change my position. I would actually have to make a move. Praise the Lord. You know, a lot of times, uh, until we make a move, we don't know how stuck we really are. Praise God. Anyhow, let's... Uh, he goes down to verse ninety. and we won't go through those things again because we, we did that last week. Uh, really, basically, it was, a, it was a contrast in these scriptures between those that do something with what they're given and those that don't. How many of you in, in school... Knew some folks. Now don't, don't, you know, just, just nod your head like this. That way you won't. It'll be some folks that won't actually be you. Yeah, I, I knew some folks like that, that repeated. Uh-huh. And most of the repeat, the repeats in life are not because you couldn't learn. It's because we wouldn't learn. But if the issue, if that issue is meeting the requirements, then we then we must learn. So folk, they're willing for us to repeat. Are you listening? What what does what's the terminology? They're held back. How many of you knew some folks that were held back? All right. Oh, and see, you know, being unwilling to learn at this level will cause a repeat in our life, and we will be held back. Now, uh, whose choice would that be? It wasn't the teacher if the teacher was trying to help you to move forward. But if we're held back, it would be ultimately responsibility falls on us for our lives. If you're ever going to be a victim, uh, if you're ever going to stop being a victim and start being a victor, you're going to have to cross that line called Responsibility. Taking responsibility. See, a victim places responsibility on it was this, it was them, it was that. But victors say, no, you know what? It's my decision. It's my choice. I am where I am because of choices I made. I'm going to make some better choices for my life. I'm going to take responsibility. No one else is going to decide my life. In front of God, amen. God has decided, and I'm going to agree with him, and that's where we're going. And you just stepped over the line, you know, uh, you crossed the line of, of having life happen to you, and you cross over the line, now life can happen for you. Well, it's much easier to blame it all on somebody else, isn't it? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I didn't feel good yesterday, and I could have said, you know, saying is your fault. you done something. I don't know what it was, but something. Run me ragged, made me eat a lot of food. I don't know what it was. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> uh, but if you find yourself in a situation, you need to take responsibility uh, for it. And uh, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of ways to be healed, a lot of ways to receive healing. But how many of you ever been, not felt good to the degree you couldn't pray two words together? I mean, you just are in a situation, amen. But I found this: uh, I can I can crawl up into my daddy's lap. And how I do that, I just put on some praise. Amen. Well, I, there wasn't much praise in me, but I got, I got up in it. Amen. I got around some folks that would, and I just stayed there. All right. Amen. Uh, until better began to happen for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Verse 9 says, Beloved, uh, I love that term, Beloved, Beloved, Beloved. We are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. Uh, I'm so glad that God is persuaded of better things of me, sometimes than the actual things that I give him to work with. Even how I believe about me, God is persuaded of better things of me. Sometimes we only see what we see, but God sees much more than what we see. He sees us how he meant us. He sees us with the, as a seed of possibility and potential in Jesus. And that means the unlimited you. That means the God image you. That means you being in his likeness and in his image. God sees you totally different. Uh, than then you see yourself. Pastor Ron was bumping all around the uh, edges of it, sloshing it all over us. But you know, you've got to get us all the way into it is that, is that when we see we've messed up, God sees us made up, fixed up, made better. Amen. Always exchanging the old for the new. Hallelujah. All things made new, old things passing away. And all things being, being made new. Amen. Aren't you glad God, God's got new stuff for you? Really, God's got a new you for you. He's persuaded of better things. He said, now we've got the foundations down and you understand that you are forgiven. You understand that, that dead, those dead works, just be done with them. Get on. Amen. Don't, don't, uh, don't cry when God lops off those pretty branches that you thought, you know. We're gonna, he was going to do more with. I found this that, that everything like Paul that I counted as gain, God said, no, that needs to be a loss because if I increased you, then then they would, you and them wouldn't know it was all me. Some of us have been through some stuff to get rid of us, the old things of us. Amen. Pride and. You know uh uh how our, our own awesomeness, amen, our own abilities, but by the grace of God, but for Jesus, it's amen, well we can honestly say to God be the glory because we know, I know and they'll know it was God, God did it all. there's a verse scripture I love it it says and God did it all, amen. No, 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 I did some of it. Well, you ain't there yet. It's all right. But God's persuaded of better things. Amen. He says this also, And God is not unrighteous to forget or overlook your labor and the love which you have for His namesake in ministering to the needs of saints, His own consecrated people. But we do strongly and earnestly desire for each of you to show the same diligence and sincerity all the way through. In realizing and enjoying full assurance and development of your hope until the end. And he goes down to say that we're to follow those that are, that through faith and through patience. And this is a wonderful terminology because we'll a lot of times ascribe it, uh, you know, that they did inherit the promises. All right? The Bible didn't say that, it says that they are inheriting the promises. You know, Abraham is still inheriting the promise that so shall your seed be. Every time another one is added in the kingdom of God, Abraham is, inheriting his pro- is still inheriting his promises. There are promises that God has for our, lives te- our temporal lives, but more importantly, we're living eternal life right now. We're living the life that we're going to live from now on forever right now. We're engaged in that right now. Don't put off to, turn to your neighbor and say, please don't put off any more to heaven because you're supposed to be experiencing a lot of heaven here on the earth. Your whole prayer life, as a matter of fact, here on the earth is supposed to be praying heaven as it is in heaven on the earth. So if we're praying any other way than heaven on earth, we're praying wrong. <clears throat> so what he's saying is stay with it. Stay with the seed of giving of yourself, of the labors of love, from the sowing through the growing to the reaping of the perpetual process of inheriting promises. You know, there were promises that, you know, that I, that, you know, my folks made to me as a child. You know, we're going to go swimming. We're going to go camping. I'm going to give you a new bicycle. And then as I began to grow up, those promises changed. <laughs> Amen? There were better things and more, and, and more things that were in accordance with my maturity, my rising to responsibility. I remember my dad hung a rifle on the wall and said, when you get old enough, that's yours. Well, that was an incentive and a motivation for me. But it also represented a power that I had to be trained to use properly. Amen. There came a point in time when I didn't want to just ride in the truck; I wanted to drive the truck. And the promise was, if you'll rise to the responsibility and take the training being offered to you, you can drive the truck. I remember, trying, you know, wanting to drive the tractor. My dad was uh, um, was instructing me. The problem was, was he was in front of the tire uh, where he was instructing me. And, and he goes, now let out the clutch. I let the clutch out. like to run over him. And he got mad at him and me. And he said, what would you do? that?" I said, you told me to let the clutch out. You know, you realize he was standing in front of the tire when, anyhow. Amen. Needless to say, after that I learned, you know, uh, even if he tells you to let the clutch out, get, let him get out of the way. Amen. But you know, so much of life uh, for us down here, now God's not this way. God's got every contingency. God thinks it all the way through. But for us, a lot of it's on the job training. Even the trainers are being trained. Amen. Well, 1 John four fifteen and sixteen. We looked at these the last time. I want to remind us again because these things are so. Uh, important uh, to our life, of living a life that, that, we, are, that we are believing, you know, uh, the love that God has for us. 15, 16 says, anyone who confesses, acknowledges, owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides, lives, and makes his home in him. And he abides, lives, and makes his home in God. And we know, understand, recognize, and are conscious of by observation and by experience and believe, adhere to, and put faith in and rely on the love God cherishes for us. God is love, and who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in him. That word dwells and lives. We live in God, and God lives in us. By continuing in the love of God. It should be a constant thing, a daily thing that we affirm in our own lives. You know, God loves me. I'm loved by God. I believe that love. I believe it on the good days. I believe it on the bad days. I believe it when I'm well. I believe it when, I've, when I'm battling sickness and disease. I believe it when I'm rich. I believe it when poverty is trying to strangle the life out of it. I believe it when my friends love, are, are like me, and I believe it when I have no friends. God loves me. Amen. I, I believe. Now listen, the word believe is believing isn't a feeling, it's a decision. I said believing is not a feeling. It's not some, you know, uh, uh, spiritual, quote, uh, nirvana, some state of where we, we reach perfection. All right, and then wow, we're believing. No, believing is a decision. You know, I heard uh, uh, I heard some ministering about Jairus, and and uh, when 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 they came to Jairus and said, "Your daughter's dead," don't bother the master any longer. That was the potential undoing of his believing, because Jesus spoke directly he said number one don't fear now what is the opposite what casts out fear perfect love first of all don't fear believe I love you All right. and let's go all the way back down to what we decided you decided to come to me and you came to me and you said certain things if you'll come my little daughter will be healed and I agreed to that I decided to come with you now some things happened in between but here's the thing when things happen only believe fear not and only believe said so let's go back to the bedrock of what we decided in agreement and let's stay with that praise the lord cuz dreams coming true are you listening and overcomings in life have to be that we are people that are decided by God and we have decided for ourselves and and there's some places in life where we only believe well The devil says, you know, uh, why are you bothering God? You know, there's no hope, this or that. say, you know, no, God loves me too much to stop uh, and to quit on what we agreed upon. Amen. His word. All right. So it says uh, this, that there's a love that God cherishes for us. God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God. And God dwells and continues in him or her. Let's believe better of God. Better believing would include believing better of God. Believe Him, the God who is love, and believe that He loves you. It got, God wants to be better for you. God wants to be better to you. God wants to show love more in better measures than ever before for you believe that he has better things. The Bible talked about salvation things and that he's ready for you to receive. Well we don't have to challenge ourselves with this religious notion that we just that that believing is enough and we just have to put off our receiving to someday, somehow, some way. No. The end of believing God is receiving God. Should we expect to receive from God. Oh, yes, and most of us say, I know someday when I get to heaven, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. God, that hurts my head so hard to. But I'm going to sing it anyway. Amen, because I'm healed. But. Mm. All my stuff that I wanted down here. He laid them up in glory for me. So when we all get to heaven. Everything I put off to there I will have. No. Listen. (laughs) We We haven't been even trained to pray have we? Because he said to praise him. And the only reason that we can really praise him right is in spirit and in truth, knowing this, that heaven, God fully intended for it to be manifesting and demonstrated here on the earth. The original intent was God says, I'm going to come. I'm going to walk with you and talk with you. I'm going to train you how to have heaven on earth. I created a little spot. I've given you seed. I, I took seed from heaven, planted on earth, and we're going to have it. All the way around. Amen. Read the end of the book. Heaven moves to earth. Lord have mercy. Amen. So should we be at least trying to practice some of that right now? First of all, the presence of God. What's heaven? It's His presence. It's life lived in His presence. It's awareness Uh. Uh, an acknowledgement of the presence of God. Well, I'm going to tell you what. God has moved His His throne into your heart. And He will be more real to you. He that believes in the love of God, the Bible says, dwells in love. God lives. The God who is love begins to to live big in you. Amen. Aware of what love has done. Should we believe what uh, uh, Jesus... Love gave us Jesus. Would you agree with that? Let's go over to John uh, 1. First, uh, not first John, but John, John. Over there with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Amen. Uh, verse number 10 chapter 1 he came into the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him and did not know him he came to that which belonged to him to his own his domain creation things in the world and they who were his own did not receive him and did not welcome him why they didn't believe him but I like the but I'm always on the end of I'm on the butt end of things Amen. But, to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the authority, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Amen. Um, This is such a powerful uh, verse of scripture. Those that believed him and received him and welcomed him, he gave not authority and and also ability. One translation says a privilege. Amen. Uh, and the right to uh, to become his own, his even children of God. That word "become" means to come to be. To gr- now, this is probably uh, the greater. Uh, Um, the greater definition means to grow to be, to change, and develop into by growth. Amen. There is a one-time happening uh, of being born again. Born into the family of God. The Bible goes on to say, not of flesh and blood, of the will of flesh and blood, but of the will of God. God wants every person to believe and to receive Jesus. To receive in and through Jesus the life that God has for them. Everybody. Say this when we say God wants everybody to be saved. See he doesn't want anybody to be lost. But people are lost and will stay lost if they don't believe the love that God has for them. What's the clincher uh, you know in the deal is that God loves us. God loves, God so loved the world. Even those that did not believe and receive him. He loves them. And he's trying to get them persuaded and convinced of better things. Amen. The better things that he has for them. But this word become. There's the one time of being born again. A salvation experience. But then there's a growth. There's a growth and a development and a change and a becoming. Amen. There's a becoming. I'm glad for that. I'm glad I don't have to stay the same as I, as I uh, was when I first believed. I believe better now. I believe more now. I'm aware and awake to more than ever before. Amen. So believing is a choice, and it's our choice. Everyone say, it's my choice. Say, so I choose to believe and receive. Now, that is better believing, believing and receiving what he gave. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's astonishing to me, actually. Just, it really is, because we've taught faith here for, you know, 11, 11 years. And, you know, and, and you're still, you know, you, you know, I'm faced with the reality that perhaps we know more about faith than we actually know how faith works, how to apply faith. That faith is something that is, uh, you know, uh, not just something to know about and put on the shelf and claim as our own. Oh, yeah, I got faith. You know, but not know how faith works and translates down into believing that is receiving healing. Believing that is receiving prosperity. Receiving righteousness. Receiving forgiveness. Receiving the love of God that, that he has for us. Amen. It's just a religious thing to know about it. It's a reality thing to be experiencing the results of it. Faith has outcomes. Isn't that right? What would be the outcome of of faith? I'm receiving what I'm believing. I'm inheriting that promise. It's working in me. That word is a working word. It's producing fruit in my life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, yesterday was so, and even this morning, just so tempted to say, you know, Sandy, please pray for me. I don't feel good. I this, I that, I, I everything else. Now, now, you know, there are some things we don't need to say. I know she prayed for me. Are you listening? But at some point I have to rise up the responsibility. If I say that I believe Jesus is my healer, then I'm going to have to walk it on out. Amen. Now, now listen. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm not kidding you. It was no small thing. Are you, are you hearing? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't generally... The devil doesn't attack me with no little stuff no more. I found that, you know, he, he wants to go for the whole nine, uh, the whole nine yards. Same with you. I mean, you know, if he can get in just a little bit, he'll kill you. with it. That's the truth. <clears throat> but, but we have to walk in what we know. Isn't that right? We either have to be sick or we have to be healed. And believing either one is a decision. We either got to be sick or be healed. How many of you know it ain't healthy to straddle the fence, something will happen to you. Could go one way or the other. But we we either got to be righteous or, you know, or unrighteous. We either got to be believing or not believing. Amen. Glory to God. It's got to work for us, doesn't it? How many of you ever faced sickness and disease? Isn't that right? You're going to in this life. You know, uh, uh, healing has to work for you, don't it? Because the end of that is death. <laughs> Amen. You know, I never wanted to make a living out of sickness and disease. But people do. Get a lot of attention. Just come stroke my hair, baby. Tell me you going to make me some chicken soup. Tell me how it's going to be all better. Uh, give me the little bell. I'll ring my bell. <laughs> Ling a ling a ling Come help me. Amen. I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying, it's, I'm amplifying that out to the place where, same thing where, you know, uh, poverty is concerned. See? I need you to feel sorry for me because I, I'm without this and that. I always got a poor, poor mouth and poor story, poor circumstances. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I know this is hitting down close to home. Funny thing about having a pastor and why a lot of people don't want a pastor is because we all live close to home. Oh, I'll tell you what now, Jesus, just give me all the benefits and I'll go one time or two or three times a year, some conference somewhere where they don't know me, let them preach real big, woo hoo hallelujah, come home, got all the tapes from them on the counter and go back to doing what I've always done. But you know it just you put that little pester I mean pastor In my life and I don't go to church and they call me telling me cuz they care <laughs> Well we didn't know if you fell over in the ditch and are dead or whatever I mean you know you could we're responsible for you to get you to keep on coming up. long as you come up to the feed trough, you'll be all right. We won't think a, a, a coyote got you. Amen. How many of you believe that part of the love that God has for you is that he gave you brothers and sisters? He gave you mothers and fathers in the Lord. He gave you a church family and a natural family. He gave you people that genuinely, they actually know you. They know enough about your life to be actively engaged in your life. Are you listening? And you need to believe that kind of love that God has for you too. Amen. That's good kind of love, isn't it? Where people care about you, care what happens to you, care what's going on with you. Amen. I know you put on a big smile, but they, but they, they just feel when you come in that you're that you're smiling, but your heart is breaking. That you're facing things that that uh, you've got on a brave face, but you're facing brokenness in your life. Amen. Aren't you glad that we can believe, though, the love that God has for us and receive that in the context of a family? Amen. I can always tell Pastor Ron's going to come. We'll be done with this. You know, go in and Sandy will be off her feed. You know what being off your feed is? Something ain't right. What's wrong? Nothing. Depending on how she says nothing, I don't she might be mad or sad. But I want her to be glad. I don't want her sad. I don't want her mad. I want things to be right. I want things to be all right with her. Yeah. Amen. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So so I, you know, I don't need to hear nothing, you know, where's my biscuit and go on about my business? Is it all right if you're believing, 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 and never receiving? That's not a condemnation, but it should become a conviction in our life. Amen? That we're going to stay at it and stay with it until, until what we believe. Are you listening? That our, We may begin and walk by faith and not by sight, but I'm going to tell you the end of faith is sight is that we're seeing the receiving in your life of what you're believing. Amen. And that we lock in that and we will not get away from that original decision. Did Jesus say he's your healer? Then we're going to stay on that. I don't care if you get stuck in the mud, if you run your car off the cliff. I don't care what happens. We're going to stay with that original decision. Jesus decided to do it. You decided to believe it. And we're going to stay with it until re- until that is manifested in your situation. Amen. But then now would I have a right you know, uh, to say, Now what are you doing? What are you doing with your believing? Well, if I find out your believing is just wishing, should I challenge your wish? List to a little be something a little more substantive, Amen. Because hope is is the blueprint of faith. Well, we taking the blueprint and actually gathering some materials. Because the Bible says He sends His Word and heals us. So tell me what you're believing. Well, I just hope. I, I mean, I, I'm believing God's going to heal me. Well, right there we got a problem because He already did heal you. Amen. Are you hearing? Two thousand years over two thousand years ago, on that whipping post, he released his faith and he bought healing for you. Now it's, it doesn't just has to be believed; it has to be received. Well, how do I do that? Well, then I've got a promise from God that says, "By the stripes that wounded Jesus, I am healed and made whole." And I and I've got I plant the seed of that in my heart till I've got an increase of that coming up in my life. Amen. Till I mean, you could. See, I see. When I close my eyes, I don't see the thermometer saying 103 degrees. I see Jesus at that post, stripes being laid on his back, blood flowing, and that blood bought and paid for healing power in my life. Are you listening? I also believe that my confession will bring possession, that I'll never say anything different than that. I, I, I'll, I'll press in. I'll, and listen, I start in the outer court, but I'm going to thank God anyway, whether I feel it or not. Thank you, Lord, I'm the heal. Thank you, Jesus, your promises are true. Thank you for going to that whipping post. Thank you for lay, those stripes being laid on your back. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you that what Jeremiah said is true. That you're the God of all flesh and there's not anything that's too hard or too difficult for you. I have meditated on that to the degree that, that that no thing, including this thing, this thing is not too difficult for you. This thing that's trying to take over my life is not greater than anything that that, that you have done for me. This thing in my flesh is not greater than the word that became flesh and paid for my heel. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? I mean, we got to add a little more to it than just, I know God will heal me, honey. Yes, he will. He willed it 2,000 years ago. He willed it before the foundations of the earth. He made your body, formed you in secret, and he determined that you would be long and strong and healthy and productive and live by faith every day of your life to 120 years or even beyond that until you get ready to go that the devil will never have dominion in your flesh that every cell in your body is supercharged with by the spirit of god with the word of the living god he lives in me and he is causing a life yes. life to come out of the marrow of my bones life to come in every blood cell every white blood cell every red blood cell is carrying the divine life of God I'm supercharged with the with the live and not die of God at the cellular molecular level Thank you, Lord. hallelujah. I mean it's happening on the inside of me You don't to look I'm not fooled by what's happening on the outside I resist the devil Because I know sickness and disease Comes from the devil It don't belong to me I'm not going to claim something that's not mine It's been dealt with It don't belong to me Healing is is the children's bread Honey I'm going to feed on the word Of the living God Until it lifts me I'm going to exalt wisdom Until wisdom grabs a whole of me and pulls me up out of, raises me up off of that bed. I'm going to give glory to God. I'll live and not die. Hallelujah. And I'm going to feed on it and feed on it and feed on it and feed on it till I get stronger and stronger and stronger till that's the only thing that comes out of me. It drives out every foreign thing Because that stuff don't belong to me My body is a temple of the Holy Ghost Me and him live in here Cancer ain't gonna live in here Heart disease ain't gonna live in here Arthritis can't live in here We're not gonna compromise and coexist co-promise and coexist With something that's a foreign thing Well, preacher, are you denying sickness and disease? I'm denying its right to have any place or any part in my heart, in my thinking, in my physical body, anywhere near my existence in the name of Jesus. I do resist it. But I resist it in faith. I submit to God. I live by faith. Amen. I have to talk to my stuff. I have to tell my body. I have to tell my spirit. I have to tell my mind. I have to tell those things. You are not mine. I'm not having you. Oh, yeah. Amen. And then I'm going to run on up into, you know, well, I think I need to go to the doctor. That's what I did yesterday. Oh, no. I went to the doctor. Really? Yeah. Amen. Dr. Jesus. I mean, you know, he don't gotta guess at what it is. Stab me with a needle and thinking, come on, come you know, let, let me let me poke you and push you and prod you and ask you, do that, hurt, and then I'm gonna take my best guess. Jesus knows what's wrong with you. Oh, yes, he, he knows does. what we got to do yes, here. Amen. He now yes, see, right now, I just been loosen, healing all over mm-hmm. the Bible says that, that we are that he the devil came, the thief came. To steal and to kill and to destroy. But. Oh, I'm, I'm living on the butt side of things. But I came. Jesus I came. is talking. That you might have life. And life more abundant. Now listen, he says, to the full. And to the overflow. Now I realize that I had let a little space. Because. Because the Bible says, don't give any place. If you leave a little space, then the devil will have place. All right? How, how'd this get in? See? Well, left a little space. But now, what am I going to do? I'm going to get underneath the, the outpouring, I'm going to get in the presence, I'm going to get. I'm gonna get hooked back up. I'm gonna get connected, and I just need to get filled back up to the overflow, That's all where my heart gets full. Amen. Where my heart gets full. Where my heart gets full. Amen. Ain't no sense of fiddling every with the 87. Go all the way over to the 93, brother. The high octane stuff. Fill her up to the. How do I know it's full? It keeps kicking back every time I'm in the overflow. I need, I need, some of you need some, some life of God overflowing into your physical body. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word.